Hey guys, Chris here. Uh, we didn't record an episode this week, so we we're all pretty busy. Um, so we just threw some together. It's a poem, a couple poems by Walt Whitman, a comedy bit, and to close it out, a song Dan suggested by Regina Spector. Um, so for plugs, uh, this weekend is Shroom Fest. I know Joe would be adamant about me reminding everybody that July 8th through the 10th. Um, Shroom Fest is basically You do mushrooms wherever you are It's like Christmas You don't have to be in a certain place to celebrate it So if you got some mushrooms or some acid And you can uh, do them In one of those days, do it Because there's going to be a bunch of people around the world doing it At the same exact time Alright, other than that uh, Hope you had a great 4th of July And we'll have another full episode out for you next week Alright, later Your life is your life Don't let it be clubbed into dank submission. Be on the watch. There are ways out. There is a light somewhere. It may not be much light, but it beats the darkness. Be on the watch. The gods will offer you chances. Know them. Take them. He can't beat death, but he can beat death in life sometimes. And the more often you learn to do it, the more light there will be. Your life is your life. Know it while you have it. You are marvelous. The gods wait to delight in you. If you're going to try... Go all the way, otherwise don't even start. If you are going to try, go all the way. This could mean losing girlfriends, wives, relatives, jobs, and maybe your mind. Go all the way. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision, mockery, isolation. Isolation is the gift. All the others are a test of your endurance, of how much you really want to do it. And you'll do it, despite rejection and the worst odds. And it will be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, Go all the way. There is no other feeling like that. You will be alone with the gods, and the nights will flame with fire. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All the way. All the way. You will ride life straight to perfect laughter. It's the only good fight there is. There are three things you need to know about me before I commence telling this story. It's very simple. One, I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Two, I am, I'm, I'm trained in stage combat. My friend Tommy and I were high school friends. We're both comedians. As a goof, we started taking stage combat classes. 
It uh, kept going for a year. And three, I have only snorted cocaine once in my life. Now, I've done cocaine half a dozen times, but I've only snorted it once. What I mean by that is I would always go last. I would cut the biggest line. I'd be the most amped about it. I'd let all my friends go first. And as soon as they were off in the corner comparing how the drip felt, I would just wipe it away and go, whoa, yeah! And then just be high energy all night. Why didn't I actually do coke? Because it's fucking cocaine, it's bad for you. I was scared. Do I need to explain anymore? Terrified to do it, didn't want to do it. So I lied. However, one year in 2004 on Lundi Gras Day, that's the day before Mardi Gras, if you know your New Orleans shit, and it's the crazy day. It's when the fucking crazy fucking things happen. It's when, it's when people do coke for the first time, for real. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I was with my friend Tommy. It's like, fuck it, man. Let's do this coke for real. And it was, you know, it was amazing. Anyway, so we're coked up. We're both comedians. We're both trained in stage combat. We're let loose on the streets of the French Quarter in New Orleans on Lundi Gras Day. Duh, what's gonna happen? Fight scenes. You bet your fucking ass! Non-stop fight scenes in front of tourists. We would see big groups of tourists looking for tits, chanting for tits in the wrong places. We would roll up, we'd act like a gay couple that had gotten into an argument, that had turned into a spat, that it would become a fight. So we'd walk by like, why can't I be on top tonight? Well, because you're home like a fucking light switch. Well, at least my cum doesn't taste like blood. And then we start fighting. <laughs> and then we'd go at it. And the weird thing was, no one ever once threatened to call the cops, tried to break us up or stop us. They just let it happen. And it was weird because the thing is, I look now like I did then. And I think I look now and then like a cancer victim that survived cancer by eating the tumor out of his body. That's my description of myself. Tommy is sculpted out of marble. He's got an eight pack. He's a gorgeous human being. He is now, he was then. So I would always win the fight because it just didn't look right. And at one point I remember we're fighting and there's just this old black dude just chilling, just watching us, smoking a cigarette. And who knows if it was a menthol? I don't want to stereotype. Could have been, you know? I don't want to be that guy just assumes he's puffing on a Newport. Could have been a clove, for all I know. But he's just standing there puffing away. And Tommy tries to get his attention, and he goes, and Tommy is a great actor. He was in character. He's like, help! Help, my lover's hitting me! And this old black dude, with all his old black man wisdom, just goes, well, hit him back. You're both boys, ain't you? <laughs> so we decided after a while that maybe we were just too predictable. We decided to change the, to flip the script, to change it up. He started Tommy. He played a gay prostitute. <laughs> so he was just standing on random corners going, I'm selling dick by the inch. Dick by the inch. Which doesn't really make sense, but it made me laugh real hard. Like, so what if they want your, how much by the inch? And what if they only have, what if they only want half your dick? Can they just have half? Because what are they gonna do with only half? And what, wait a second, it's not like a kielbasa. You're not slicing off. <laughs> dick by the inch. He would do that and I would play a gay basher. So I would roll up on him out of nowhere. Be like, you fucking queer, throw a punch. And we had the move all worked out. He would catch, 
barrel roll me, roundhouse kick, uppercut, I'd be out cold. It was beautiful. We nailed this time and time again. There was at one point, this old woman just out of nowhere was like, he deserved that! He deserved it! Because I'm a good actor. Tommy's a better actor though. Because after every time he beat my ass, he would celebrate, people would, run, people would walk up and high five him and shit. He's like, I'm dicks two for one by the inch for the next hour, which makes less sense than just selling dick by the inch. Dick two for one by the inch? What does that even mean? I don't care, it's hilarious. <laughs> so at one point we do, we do the fight. I'm laying there unconscious. He's celebrating, a few people come by and high five. And at one point, just out of nowhere, this dude rolls up on him eating a lucky dog, which if you've never been to New Orleans, a lucky dog, it's just a giant hot dog. Someone chuckled like they know what a lucky dog is. Oh, it's bad. It's like 14 inches of hot dog. I don't know why they call it lucky, unless you're the kind of person who's like, oh, I get to shit 15 times tomorrow. <laughs> lucky me. Yum, 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 yum. But this dude just rolls up on Tommy, who's like celebrating. He's like, dick is three for one by the inch. It keeps getting funnier the more he offers it up. It makes less sense. He's num, 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 num. And this guy walks up, nibbling on his lucky dog. He's like, hey, dude, you really gay? You really gay? And I, first of all, I thought that was a funny thing of him to ask that question while nibbling on a giant phallic-shaped thing in a bun. You really gay? And I'm watching this a few feet away, pretending to be unconscious, thinking, oh, damn, a real John. <laughs> We are good. But then, Tommy, still in character, doesn't break in front of anyone, goes, yes, I am, Mr. Man, gay as shit. Dick, it's free for you. And then this man, this stranger, drops that lucky dog, rears back and punches Tommy in the chest hard. No, no stage combat now, just straight up, thump, punches him fucking hard. And I, I see that and think, oh no, a real gay basher. <laughs> we were too good. No! So I jump up, I get between them. I'm like, hey, hey dude, back off. Seriously, back off. It's fine. And this dude goes, what? Man, fuck that. He was about to rape you. <laughs> Is that what was about to happen? <laughs> he was 20 feet away dancing. What do you think rape is, sir? You think it's just someone dancing 20 feet away from you? But then I realized this guy's a bigot. Like all bigots, he thinks incorrectly. So I was just like, dude, it's fine. Get the fuck out of here, man. He's not gay. He's my friend. But Tommy, as I said, a great actor, doesn't break character. And he's still in character. And now he's angry. And just goes, fuck this. Yes, I am. I'm gay as shit. Bring it, motherfucker. Bring it. What happens next was that gay basher throws one punch. It hits me directly in the jaw. Now, if you've never been hit directly in your jaw before, what happens is your legs disappear. <laughs> they disappear. They turn into a magical cloud that you float to the ground. Happen. Bye. <laughs> And I say this only once in my life. I'm glad I, wasn't I was on cocaine. I'm glad because 
I didn't get knocked out. I fell, but I stayed conscious, and I credit that entirely with the blow in my system. <laughs> and I'm glad I stayed conscious, because what I saw next was amazing. What I saw next was my friend Tommy, who I'd known most of my life, who I knew was trained in stage combat, just like I. I saw him square up on this dude, Wolverine style. <laughs> take a punch to the face and go, that's all I needed, and then fuck this guy up. Bam! Destroyed it. Like, destroyed it. Like, and I mean, like, didn't, yes, trained in stage combat, didn't matter, turns out he was a natural at real combat. It was amazing. There was like Jason Bourne elbows and shit. He landed a jump knee. He landed a jump knee. When have you seen anyone ever just Land a jump in, in the dude's chin. Knock. It was like it was so badass that when Tommy was finally done with this dude, we had to skedaddle. Cause now we were the bad guys. We'd gone too far. So we got up, got the fuck out of there, went to a bar, had an emergency medical beer. And we're just kind of like walking around talking about. It. I'm like I'm yapping my ass off. Like I can't believe that happened. That was amazing. Tommy's been quiet for some time, like a few minutes now. And he finally just goes, look, like, you understand, though, that that was real. That was real. I was like, yeah, I know it was real. It hurt. Like, Ow. <laughs> then he goes, he gets real serious. He's like, no, no. Um, I'm the gay thing. I'm gay. I'm gay. I've tried to come out to you for years. I said it then, figuring, fuck it, kill two birds with one stone. I'm gay. So if you think about this for a second, not only am I the only person who's straight that I've ever met who's been gay bashed, but that is how my friend Tommy got to come out to me, which is the most badass way to come out of the closet possible. Just announce, yes I am, I'm gay as shit. Bring it motherfucker. And then immediately thrash a bigot, like right out of the gates, you know? Thank you very much! Mrs. E. Roosevelt never heard me shoot my gun Mrs. E. Roosevelt didn't even know I owned one Somewhere between a cobblestone floor and a slated wooden ceiling Cuddle in my semi-automatic, what a very fuzzy feeling Covered by my, my, my mother's kisses. 
mind has already forgotten what the body still misses. Somewhere between the sticky floor and the cracks in the ceiling. Cuddling my semi automatic, what a very fuzzy feeling. Cartridge at the sun, la la la. Empty in a cartridge at the sun, la la la. Empty in a cartridge at. 